Hello everybody and welcome to another little set review thing. It's just me, John, here from Eyes on the Mize to talk to you about the cards from Eternal Masters. We just finished up the blue cards, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the black cards. Talk about how good these cards are in Limited, how good they are in Constructed, and where you can expect to see them in the upcoming days, months, and years. Starting with the black cards right now, so let's hit at the top of the list with Animate Dead. Now, I'm not going to read Animate Dead because it is probably the most complicated um, rules text that you will see on a magic card. So what does it do? It's an aura for one of the black, and essentially what happens is you put a creature from a graveyard into play, attached to Animate Dead. The creature gets minus one, minus O, oh, so it's a little less powerful than it would be normally. But And the thing is, whenever Animate Dead or the creature leaves play you then have to get rid of the other one. So if Animate Dead is ever destroyed, then you have to sacrifice the creature that you brought back with Animate Dead. Then this is also an un at Uncommon, with some sick new art by Bastion uh, de Harme. I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologize. Anyways, Animate Dead is a great card. I would pick this pretty highly, because it just lets you get back whatever the best creature is. And not even from your graveyard. You can, enchant an you can get an opponent's creature and put it into play, in Limited at least. Outside of Limited, it doesn't really see a lot of play in Legacy, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Exhume and Reanimate really kind of take the cake there. But Animate Dead is a classic card for Commander. It's great in Reanimate and re focused Reanimator decks. And it's also just a really good value card. I'm looking forward to picking up a foil for my cube, because this art is amazing. So Animate Dead, A-plus job. It's a good card. It needs a reprint. And it's just very, oh man... Whew. Just go ahead and read it one time, and you'll kind of see what I mean by its power. Next up, we have another uncommon with Annihilate. Three black, black for an instant. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. Then draw a card. So not only does it cantrip, it draws you a card, it replaces itself, but it gets rid of almost any creature that you could find. That is a very good thing to see in a removal spell. Since this is an uncommon, it's a little bit more powerful, and this is exactly what I would expect to see out of an uncommon removal in this set. So, Annihilate, pick it highly, pick it often. Take Don't take too many because it is 5 mana, but being able to replace itself is definitely a valuable tool to have. Next, we have Blight Soil Druid. It is a 1-2 Elf Druid at common from one of the black, and you can tap in and pay one life to add green to your mana pool. Black doesn't normally get the ability to make mana. Usually it has to pay some, some sort of cost, and Blight Soil Druid really kind of shows you the basis of that. Now, this is a reprint from Lorwyn Block, because one of the themes in Eternal Masters is black-green elves. So, if you're playing a black-green elf deck, say in Commander, or if you really need an extra elf for your Highlander deck, then you can certainly look at Blight Soil Druid and give him a shot. However, I wouldn't expect to see him that, that much at some other tables, and maybe more, a more cutthroat metagame. But, solid card, solid card nonetheless. Pick it if you're in the elf deck, don't take it outside of the elf deck. Next, we have a card that's been reprinted a few times, but it always seems to need demand. Because, hey, there's no better artist than a blood artist. At Uncommon, it is a creature. It's an 0-1 for one in the black. Whenever blood artist or another creature dies, target player loses one life, and you gain one life. This is the original kind of kill card for the aristocrat-style decks, which are, again, this, this kind of style of deck where you want to sacrifice your creatures for value. In this case, you want to sacrifice your creatures to help kill your opponent as quickly as possible. And hey, even your opponent's creatures then trigger the Blood Artist. So 
it's really the best of the of these types of creatures. Normally, these creatures now are printed in such a way that it's only your creatures that affect them and not your opponents. So Blood Artist definitely is the cream of the crop of this style of card. If I'm unlimited, I wouldn't pick this first. I'd pick this a little bit later on. Uh, Blood Artist does see some fringe play in Modern. There is there is a few different variants of Black Sacrifice style decks, and Blood Artist is usually the key card there. So Picket is going to be worth at least a little bit of something down the road. Also, it's a vampire for vampire travel decks. Moving on, we have a card, another card that's banned in Commander. We have Braid's Cabal Minion. Braid is a legendary creature human minion. She is 2 black black for a 2-2 two -two at rare. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, a creature, or land. So what is Braid's? She's basically a smokestacks card. She wants to just make everybody's lives miserable. Braid's is good enough to first pick, but you have to make sure that you build around her. You want consistent ways to make tokens. You want consistent ways to put lands into play. Whatever it is, Braid's is going to be the gal that gets you there. She's very, very tough to deal with, and if she goes unchecked, your opponent is going to be in a very, very sore state, just having to sack something. Now, if they're playing a tokens deck, Braze isn't that good, but Braze is definitely a card that you want to watch out for. She sees some play in cubes, again, Bandit Commander. Not sure how good she is in Highlander, but she's definitely a very powerful card. Not going to be that expensive, however, so if you're looking to money draft, I wouldn't pick Braze. Next, we have an uncommon that has been needing a reprint very badly. This is, the, I think, the second time this has been printed in packs. It is Cabal Therapy. Single black for a sorcery at uncommon. Name an online card. Target player reveals his or her hand and discards all cards with that name. And the key part here is flashback for sacrifice a creature. So, a usual train that you see with Cabal Therapy is pay black, cast it, name a card. Oh, they didn't have that card, but I get to see your hand. Sack a creature, flash it back. Cabal Therapy sees a lot of play in Legacy in a variety of decks, usually decks that are trying to abuse the sacrifice for free. For example, Dredge plays Cabal Therapy. Uh, there are some versions of Charlotte Soltai that play Cabal Therapy. It, is even, it even sees play in Storm, where it's very hard for them to get that flashback in order to get the second hit in. But Cabal Therapy plus Gitaxing Probe is a very powerful combo in Legacy. And it's already in a, it's pre-ordering at eight dollars. It's an eight dollar uncommon that usually is going to be pretty solid. You know, you might get some extra value off of this later on down the line. Cabal Therapy, very good, very cool card. Not that great in Commander, but in one-on-one -on -one formats, it's very, very powerful. Next at common, we have Carrion Feeder, a one-one zombie for a single black mana. It can't block as most zombies can't, and you can sack a creature to put a plus one plus one counter on Carrion Feeder. You want to sacrifice outlet for your Blood Artist. Here's your guy. Just being able to sack your whole board and drain your opponent for 10, 12 life, depending on the number of creatures you have in play, very, very good. You're going to see a lot of these in draft. Very good in your zombie tribal deck, say, for for Canadian Highlander or for Commander. Not a very competitive card outside of those um, outside of those circumstances, but it's a very solid card. Not a lot of zombie tribal in the set, so really you want to pair this with Blood Artist. Next, we have Deadbridge Shaman, a reprint for Magic Origins, mainly because we want they needed another Black Elf. She's two and a black for a 3-1 Elf Shaman at common, and when she dies, target opponent discards a card. She's really there to be an Elf body. She also has additional uh, utility in the Sacrifice deck, so Deadbridge Shaman is definitely a card that you want to pick up if you're in either of those two archetypes. Plus, a 3-power attacker with some, with some upside when it dies is always very good. 
Next is a card that really needs no introduction. It has seen play in Standard for years. There are very few Standards without this card because it's just so solid and is an excellent stopgap for some, for some troublesome decks. And it is Single Black Sorcery at, un or at Common Duress. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Very good, very good at getting of hurting control decks. And it's just very, very strong to just rip cards out of your opponent's hand, get that removal spell out of the way, and just make it so that your opponent's life is miserable. But moving on from there, we get to our next rare, which is Entomb. Entomb is a rare that is desperately needing reprinting, only having seen a real printing in a booster pack since Odyssey. It's a single black mana for an instant at rare. Search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. This is the card that makes the reanimator decks and legacies run. It is amazing in Commander. It's great in Canadian Highlander. It is an amazing cube card. You're going to want it if you want to be putting things in your bin to help draw cards or reanimate big fatties. For example, turn one in Tomb Iona, turn two, reanimate Iona. It is a line of play you see in Legacy just to shut people out of the game. And Tomb is a very solid card. It's pre-ordering for around $15 already. I would expect that to stay around there but it's definitely a good card. Pick it highly for the money. Otherwise, just hang on to it. Next, we have Eye Blight's Ending. Two and a black for a common. It is a tribal instant elf. So if you have any cards that care about casting elf spells, Eye Blight's Ending is definitely a card you're going to want to keep an eye out there. And it says destroy target non-elf creature. Now, normally three mana instant destroy a creature. Not great. Usually you want to see these around two mana or so. But hey, Eye Blight's Ending kills most things in the set. It's going to kick, only thing is, it is don't play it against the elf deck. It's not going to be that great there. But otherwise, pretty good card. Pick it pretty early in draft, but, you know, you could be forgiven for passing it later on. Next, we have Grave Digger. This time, back at common, is 2-2 two, two Zombie for 3 and a black. When enters the battlefield, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. It is very common in some formats where Grave Digger is a common, eh, see what I did there, to get into Grave Digger loops. You cast a Gravedigger, you block, it goes to the graveyard. Cast your second Gravedigger, get back your Gravedigger. And suddenly you just have an endless stream of these 2-2s you can just keep putting back into your hand over and over and over again. You just got to be very careful with this. It is a card that can get you some great value because, hey, it's a 2-2 that gets you back your best creature out of your graveyard. Very powerful card. I would play it in most black decks, especially, say, the, the self-sacrifice black deck. This is where it's really going to shine. Next is Havoc Demon. Havoc Demon is a 5 black black 5 5 flying demon at uncommon even. At uncommon. And when it dies, all creatures get minus 5, minus 5 until end of turn. Talk about a board wipe. Wow, Havoc Demon does not play around. Now, it does have to die and 5 5 flyers are going to get a lot of attention because it's either going to kill your opponent or it's going to kill the entire board. Which you can definitely work into your favor when you have the Havoc Demon in play. Maybe you don't play as many creatures. Maybe you have a Sack Outlet to just throw the Havoc Demon into to help wrath the board. It's a very powerful card. I would play it in almost every black deck that I can imagine, even especially my controlling ones, where my 7 drops are definitely going to want to carry the day. Havoc Demon, great card. Played Unlimited. Not sure about in constructed formats, but hey, Havoc Demon is definitely a card that you need to keep your eye on if you're drafting the set. Next, we have the Black Honden. We have Honden of Knight's Reach, Three, and a black for a legendary enchantment shrine at uncommon. Again, all the shrines are at uncommon. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent discards a card for each shrine you control. So this Honden is the one that attacks your opponent the most. 
So if you have two Hondas in play, your opponent's discarding two cards a turn. That's great. This card is even good on its own, just to be able to say, hey, I just want you to always be down a card. And it's very easy towards a late game to make your opponent just be out of cards due to the Hondas. Great card. Put your opponent in a very tough bind if they're trying to race you. Speaking of trying to race you, him to Turok is in the set at Uncommon. Black, black, sorcery. Target player discards two cards at random. This card used to be thought of as fair. Now we only see Mind Rot, which is two and a black for discard two cards, and your opponent gets to pick. But hey, him to Turok is a great way of just ripping cards out of your opponent's hands. It is a very strong card. It helps to def- it helped define early magic. It needed to be in the set for flavor reasons. I wouldn't play this in com- in Commander. I would play this in Highlander. One-on-one formats definitely benefit more from these random discard effects like him to Turok than Commander, where you have multiple people you have to worry about. That said, him to Turok, great card. I'd pick it pretty early in draft, but make sure that you know that your that your opponents are just going to hate you when you him to Turok them and just make them pitch all their lanes and they're stuck with all spells in hand. Just so you know. Next, we have Icarid, which is a 3-1 horror at rare for 3 and a black. It has haste, but at the beginning of your end step, you have to sacrifice Icarid. That can't be all. What else does Icarid do? Well, at the beginning of your upkeep, if Icarid is in your graveyard, you may exile a black creature card other than Icarid from your graveyard. If you do, return Icarid to the battlefield. You know what black does a lot? Have recurring threats. You know, you know what Icarid is? A returning threat. This card is one of the key engines in Legacy Dredge. Because it's just so, you just have a bunch of extra creatures in your graveyard, and Icarid just says, Hey, friend, hit you, sack him at the end of the turn, or sack him to your dredge return if you're playing dredge, and he'll bring back other friends. I've never seen this card cast in Commander, but I could definitely see it having some sort of minor effect there. Highlander seems to be a better home for it if you're looking at the 100 card formats, but hey, Icarid, very strong card. Not sure of its price point right now, but I would not be surprised if it's going for a little bit of cash. Next, we have, at common, a sorcery, innocent blood for a single black mana. Each player sacrifices a creature. I have often thought of it, whether innocent blood is, you know, a card they could put in standard, and then every time I read it, I go, yeah, no, this card's probably a little bit too good. Innocent blood is very good in Legacy. It helps define uh, a few archetypes. For example, Veteran Explorer, you can look that card up. Works pretty well with innocent blood in certain decks. And it's just a really solid card. Symmetrical effects, you can always build around them. Your opponent plays a 2-drop. Hey, on your turn 3, go Innocent Blood, 2-drop. Easy as that. So Innocent Blood, pretty good card. I'd play it in... I wouldn't play it in Commander. It does get better in with multiple opponents, and you could take advantage of it a little bit better, but I'm not sure if Innocent Blood's time is right now in Commander. But, strong card nonetheless. I would pick it up pretty... maybe middle of the pack. Sacrificing a creature is a easier cost to pay when you have more expendable creatures, but tweets their own. Next, we have Lys Alana Scarblade. Two and a black for an elf assassin at Uncommon. She's a 1-1, and she says tap, discard an elf card. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until the turn, where X is the number of elves you control. This card is good. It's a repeatable removal spell. Remember the uh, stupefying touch from blue? This is a great target for it, just to shut down this ability because... If you have any excess elves in your hand, you can just pitch your elves and make your opponent miserable and just kill all their creatures. But you do have to make sure that you have a critical mass of elves before you start pitching your elves and hope that they don't die accidentally because that is definitely something you need to be careful of when you have this card in play and you start pitching your extra elves. Make sure you have enough action to finish the game out. 
Also, pretty solid in Commander, I would say, for the Tribal Elf decks, but otherwise, I don't know if I'd play it there. Next, we have Malicious Affliction. First time in a pack. First time you can get this card in foil. And the Arpa Eric Yang is amazing. I can only imagine what it looks like in foil. Oh my god. Black, black, instant at rare. Destroy target non-black creature. But that's not all. Above that little line of text is a Morbid Clause. Morbid being a mechanic that we originally saw in original Innistrad. But what Malicious Affliction says is Morbid. When you cast Malicious Affliction, if a creature died this turn, you may copy Malicious Affliction and choose new targets for the copy. So what can this do if you, creatures already died this turn? That that BB, instead of turns to destroy two creatures, turns into destroy, or destroy one creature, it turns into to destroying two creatures. That is very, very powerful. So make sure that you probably take this card pretty early. Make sure you note the restriction of destroying non-black creatures. It is something you're, you're going to have to watch out for. Next is Nausea. It is one of the black for a sorcery at common. All creatures get minus one, minus one until end of the turn. It's okay. If you're playing against the Weenie deck, Nausea is going to be very good. Otherwise, probably not so great. Next is a card that has scared players from the dawns of time back when Combo Winter was a thing. It is Necropotence. Black, black, black. Enchantment at Mythic. This is not for the Enchantress deck. Do not play this in Enchantress. Skip your draw step. Whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. And it has the activated ability of pay one life. Exile the top card of your library face down. Put that card into your hand at the beginning of your next end step. This card was an engine in and of itself. I would be very hesitant to play this in limited. But its power is really hard to deny. It could just be whatever you want it to be. If you're able to gain enough life, Necropotence can just ruin your opponent's life. It's very good. There are some commander decks that play it. I'm sure it sees play in Highlander. It's a little worse in Highlander because of the whole thing that it is, you know, a hundred cards versus a twenty card versus a sixty card deck or a forty card limited deck for that matter. But Necropotence, very good. Pick it, pick it early, pick it often. You're gonna play it in most decks. Unfortunately, I believe it is banned in Legacy because that card is absurd. But you can definitely play it in Vintage if that is if you are of the mind to do that. Next, we have Necrotal. Two, black, black for a 2-1 human assassin at Uncommon. It has first strike, and when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-black, non-artifact creature. That creature can't be regenerated. Necrotal, first printed in Mirage, I believe, is the first kind of ETB kill a creature. Very good. Pick it early if you're in black. It's definitely a card you're going to want to play if you if you are in black. It's just so good of being able to put a creature into play and kill another creature. There are very few decks I think that would play this in, uh, or not that would not play this in Highlander or Com or Commander without good reason. It is just very very strong. Moving on, we have Knight's Whisper at Common. It is a sorcery eight for one in the black. You draw two cards and you lose two life. Black pay black has to pay for its card draw and it has to pay a pretty high price. The best part about Knight's Whisper is that it's more splashable than Sign in Blood, which is this exact same card except for two main differences. One, you can target a player, and two, it has cost black black, but hey, Nice Whisper, very, very good card. Also, first time you're going to see foil of this art, it is very good. Play it in draft, play it in Highlander, I would imagine, because card draw is always good there. Also a great cube card. Moving on to that down the line, we have another uncommon. This is Phyrexian Gargantua, four black black for a horror at uncommon. It's a 4-4. When it enters the battlefield, you draw two cards and lose two life. 
This is actually a doubled version of the next card that's also on the list, Phyrexian Rager, Tuna Black, Horror, 2-2 at Common. When it is the battlefield, you draw a card and lose one life. Both of these cards are great. Hear me again, great in Limited. Even though you're paying a little bit of life, they are going to pay dividends down the road for you. Rager seems a little bit better in Highlander than Gargantua does. Gargantua seems a little bit better in Commander than Rager does. Also, with the black-white blink deck being kind of a thing, both of these cards are going to play huge roles in that deck. So pick them early. Uh, maybe not pick them too early, but definitely look to be playing these cards as we look forward in the future. Next, we have Plague Witch. One of the black for an elf spell shaper at common. She's a 1-1. She has the activated ability black, tap, discard a card. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. So she serves two roles. One, she's an elf for the elf tribal decks. That's great. Two, she serves as a discard outlet for the blue-black reanimator-ish deck. Definitely a card that you're going to want to look for if you're in those archetypes. She could have some additional value in a few other places, but you really want her to kind of mess with combat math, pick off some small creatures, kill some tokens. That is where she's going to shine. Next, we have downgraded to common once, or downgraded the common, Prowling Pangolin. Three, black, black for a six, five beast. Wow, that's huge. But whenever it enters the battlefield, you, any player may sacrifice two creatures. If a player does, you sack Prowling Pangolin. So either it's going to stick in play, or your opponent is going to sack two creatures and two for one themselves to get rid of your Pangolin because a 6-5 five for 5 is pretty huge, especially at common. Popper fans, I hear you there. So Prowling Pangolin, very solid card. I'd play it in most of my black decks, I would imagine especially being able to cast it when your opponent only has one creature in play and then they're just kind of hosed. But hey, very solid card. Next is a card for the Sacrifice deck. It's an uncommon. It is Sengir Autocrat. Three and a black for a human, 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, you put three zero one black Surf creature tokens onto the battlefield. Yes, you heard me right, Surf, S-E-R-F. And when Cinder Autocrat leaves the battlefield, exile all Surf tokens. So it's not a great blink target unless you're trying to reset it to get more surfs. And it's a great sack, sack target just to make a bunch of surfs, sack all the surfs, blink the singer autocrat, make more surfs, etc., etc., etc. On its own, it's not very powerful, but it definitely helps enable some more dangerous strategies. Next is a card that is, hasn't really seen a reprint in a long time, and that is Black Black, Rare, Sorcery, Sinkhole, Destroy, Target, Land. Probably the most efficient uh, land LD spell, LD for land destruction spell, in the entire game. Sinkhole is definitely a card that is, you're going to keep an eye on if you open it and draft it and draft it and maybe pass it. Who knows? You may just take this and just hose somebody. But with the powerful lands that are in this format, in Caracas, Maze of Ith, and so on, Sinkhole is probably going to be pretty good anyways. So I'd take it pretty early and feel pretty good about it. Next, we have Skulking Ghost. One in the black for a spirit at common. It's a 2-1 flyer, but when it becomes a target of a spell or ability, you have to sacrifice it. So it's pretty fragile, but you know what? It's a serviceable flyer if you need some sort of small creature to help stem some bleeding and help get in for some extra damage. Just remember, you can't put auras on it. Don't make that mistake. That's going to make everybody sad. Next is first time in a booster product. First time we're going to see this card in foil. It is Toxic Deluge. Two and a black for a sorcery at rare. As an additional as an additional cost to cast Toxic Deluge, you may pay X life. Or you pay X life. And then all creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn. This card is 
can almost always be a three mana wrath. Whatever the biggest creature is, you just pay that much life and get rid of everything from it and down. Toxic Deluge is very powerful. It did kind of take the quote damnation spot from the, for the set for those people who just keep wanting damnation to be reprinted. And I mean, I'm one of them, but hey, first foil printing a Toxic Deluge, I don't think we can pass that up. Great card for Commander, great card for Highlander, great card for Cubes, great card for Limited. Take it highly and just wrath the board. That's what I would do. Next is an instant at common for a single black mana. It is Tragic Slip. Another morbid card. It says target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. But if another creature died this turn, that creature instead gets minus 13, minus 13. Oof. This card is going to blow a ton of people out. It is very, very good at what it does. And what it does is kill creatures. Even through Indestructible, man, it does not play around. I've played it in a few commander decks. I have never been terribly impressed with it, but it can get rid of some very nasty, indestructible creatures. So, I'd definitely play it in most of my black decks. Next, we have Twisted Abomination. Five and a black for a zombie mutant at common. It, you can regenerate by paying a black. Oh, by the way, it's a 5-3. So, whenever you regenerate it, it's probably going to be killing something at least. And then it has Swamp Cycling for two, for two generic mana. So you can pitch it to your graveyard, go grab a swamp, and then, hey, in the blue-black deck, you might have a reanimator effect to bring it back for extra value. Very strong card. Play it in most black decks, especially if I'm getting value off of its swamp cycling. Maybe play it in commander if you need extra ways of getting swamps, but, hey, it's commander, it's highlander, you play what you feel like is best. Next, we have Urborg Uprising, a four and a black for a sorcery at common. You return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand, then you draw a card. We've seen this card in Standard most recently as Dutiful Return, which is three and a black for this card, except you don't draw the card. But Urborg Uprising definitely is going to play a similar role. Five mana is pretty steep and limited, so I'm not terribly excited, but it's definitely a card that, you know what, if, you need way, if you're looking for another filler card, if you need just an extra way of getting your dudes back, Urborg, Up Urborg Uprising is where it's at. Next, we have the second Black Mythic. We have Vampiric Tutor with amazing new art by Raymond Swanland. He always knocks it out of the park. Black, Mythic, Instant, single Black Man of the cast. You search your library for a card, shuffle your library, and put that card on top. You lose two life. Card is absurd. Great in Highlander, great in Commander, uh, great in Vintage, where it's restricted, banned in Legacy. Card's great. It's also a pretty pricey card already. So definitely pick it early, pick it always, play it often, and just be very happy you have a Vampiric Tutor. It's just whatever you need at the time, at instant speed. Play it always. Next we have Victimize. Two and a black for a sorcery at Uncommon. You choose two creature cards in your graveyard, sack a creature, then return the chosen cards to the battlefield tapped. You want a two for one? Here's a really good two for one. Reanimate your creatures, sack a creature for value, get two creatures into play tapped, very strong card. I played in the Reanimator deck. This does also have some really nice uh, utility in Commander or Highlander just because of how strong it is. But it is a card that you are going to definitely see and be a little wary of when you see it cast because your opponent is going to have to have something pretty nasty in, your gra in their graveyard to cast this. Speaking of nasty things, next we have Visara the Dreadful. Three black, 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 legendary creature Gorgon at rare. She's a 5-5 five, five flyer. Huh. Hey, who knew Gorgons could fly? And she has the activated ability. Tap, destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Yeah, Visara is definitely a bomb. I'd pick her early and often if I could find her in draft. And she's just going to kill your entire opponent. You're kill your opponent's board. 
or kill your kill opponent because they're a 5-5 five, five flyer. You're just going to have a really awesome time playing Vissara. I can't see a bad deck with her. Especially with all the non-black or target destroy target non-black creature removal spells we've seen out of black. Vissara is going to be very, very strong. Next, we have Wake of Vultures. Three and a black for a 3-1 flying bird at common. You can pay one in the black and sack a creature to regenerate it. You said you, you may want another sacrifice outlet for your sack deck. Wake of Vultures is definitely a way to do so. Costing mana to do so it is a little rough, but it's definitely going to be something that you're probably going to be willing to do anyways. Wake of Vultures, pretty solid card anyways. Three power flyers for four are pretty good anyways out of black, so it could probably kill your opponent pretty easily if they don't have any smaller flyers in play anyways. Plus, being able to sacrifice a creature and generate it is good value that you can have. Last black card we have is Wake Dancer. Wake Dancer is two and a black for a 2-2 human shaman at common. She has no text aside from a morbid clause, where if another creature died this turn, you get a 2-2 zombie. So what's the flavor? A creature died, the Wake Dancer came into play, and voila! You She brings back a zombie friend who died this turn. Very, very good card in limited. Can oftentimes just be three mana for four power, four power and four toughness worth of creatures. She's definitely going to be something that you might want to pick, maybe not early, but definitely often in your black decks, especially if you're able to exploit that Morbid Clause. Anyways, that does it for all of the black cards here out of Eternal Masters. Black seems really cool. It has a lot of very powerful effects, a lot of kill spells, a lot of sack shenanigans, and also a few reanimator themes that we kind of expect out of black in these types of sets. Also with a few chase cards, like... Um, such as Vampiric Tutor and Toxic Deluge, it's definitely a card and a, or definitely a color that I can get behind drafting. Uh, once again, if you do not follow me already on Twitter, you should follow me at Eyes on the Mize, or that's the podcast. You should follow me at jwiley129 on Twitter. You, should follow, you can follow the podcast at Eyes on the Mize, or you can email the podcast directly at Eyes on the Mize at gmail.com. This brings us to an end for the black cards. Thank you so much for stopping by. And we will, you'll hear from me again when we talk about the red cards.